Well, hey, friends, no matter what platform you're watching right now, hey, we want to say a massive welcome. My name is Susie, and it's so good to have you. I want to give a shout out to all those watching the chat right now. Pinky, I see you, DJ. We got Jenkins. We got people watching on TikTok. Alex, Andrew's hanging out. We got the homies on Kick. By the way, shout out to Unity, the homies watching over in the Kick stream right now. All those that are watching at Second Service, God bless you guys are incredible. Thank you so much to the lead team and everyone for giving the opportunity to preach and share God's word. I consider it a, a great privilege and honor, and I truly love it. Hey, today I want to dive into what I think is an incredible topic and passage, probably the most influential and most important in all of the Christian faith, and that is simply this topic, how to truly connect with God. This is one of the most important things that we can ever talk about when talking about Christian faith and spirituality, knowing Jesus, because really this is the goal, but really what I've learned in my two years, the, over the past two years, is really... I mean, even having been a Christian a long time, even having gone to Bible college myself, I feel it took me so long to truly begin to understand, and I'm still learning how to truly connect with God. You know, God Squad Church here has four core values. There are four things they really want every single person, every single gamer to accomplish, to know God, to experience community, to discover their purpose, and to go out and make a difference. And really our goal is to help gamers like myself, like you, really, really know God, but not just know about God, not just know that there is a God, but to truly know him. You know, as gamers, you and I are very familiar with the principle of a friends list. Put a five in the chat if you've ever had someone on your friends list. I'm gonna put a five in the chat on kick. All the fives across all platforms, because all of us, if we've played any online game, come on, you got a friends list, people. It's just the way that it is. And the reality is, you think about the friends list and it's it's almost ironic because if you really really get down to the nitty-gritty there are a lot of people on that list that you would not actually consider to be your <laughs> you're not my friend buddy you're not my buddy friend y'all got plenty of people on that list that you would you would 100 say these people are not they're not my friends because they might be people that you've got on a list they might be maybe a, a name that you scroll past every now and then but man you've never connected you've never you've, you've never even really connected on a real level and the reality is that maybe you've actually played a game together but, but you've never really you've never really connected and i really feel for a lot of us this is how we view god He's someone that maybe I've got on a list somewhere. Maybe, maybe I walk by and scroll by a Bible every now and then, but man, we haven't really, really connected on a real deep and real authentic way. And the reality is, especially in this analogy of a, of a friends list, man, there might be people watching right now who, and I know there are, because there's people from all over the world watching that might not even really know if they really believe that God is real. But track with me in this friend list analogy just for a second, really to just accept and believe the fact that God is real might be really the first step to just say, hey, you know what? Believe that there is a guy online whose name is Jesus. There, there's, a, there's a gamer tag out there by the name of Jesus, but I haven't yet accepted his friend request. I acknowledge that he's real, but I, I, I've yet to accept the friend request. If you use Battle.net, all the friend requests, they just sit at the top. I mean, you'll open up Steam just at the top of your list. It shows those friend requests, and, and, and there's just Jesus. And, and I believe that he's real, but I, I just I haven't hit, haven't hit accept just yet to really have made a decision to follow jesus could maybe be something along the lines of i've accepted the friend request i prayed a prayer one time jesus is on my list but man i haven't really uh 
haven't played with him in quite a while. We haven't really jumped into a Discord call. We haven't really, we haven't connected. He's just kind of been on my list. And if we're being honest, I, I really think that there are a lot of followers of Jesus around the world. And, and at times in my life, this has even been me, sometimes without even really knowing. I mean, I've got Jesus on my friends list, but we haven't, haven't really connected. I haven't really figured out and learned what does it actually mean to connect with Jesus? Like, what does it actually mean to have friendship with God? And what I want to do today is I want to walk through what I think is, for me, been the most influential passage in all of the Bible that has truly helped me understand this principle of like how to actually and truly connect with God. What I want to do is I want to read a passage from John chapter 15. We're going to read through the whole thing. Then we're going to backtrack. We're going to literally break it down verse by verse. This is John chapter 15, and we're going to be reading verses 1 all the way to 11. It's going to be on the screen. Read it with me. This is the words of Jesus talking. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. And he says, you are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. You might be confused already. Don't worry, we're going to come back and break it down. He says, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Jesus beginning to kind of explain the past few verses that we'd read. And he says, and if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such as branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. And if you remain in me and my words in you, then ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So this is to my Father's glory, that you would bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands and you remain in my love, just as I kept my Father's commands and I remain in his love. I have told you this why. I love Jesus, always sharing the why behind the things that he's saying. Can I just tell you that you would understand Jesus so much more if you took the time to understand the why behind what he says. Because I've told you this so that you, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. I know for some of you, especially if maybe learning about the Bible, following Jesus, understanding all of this might be brand new to you. What I want to do is kind of give us a breakdown of really what Jesus is saying here, because I believe for me, this has been the most transformative passage that has really helped me to learn to truly connect with God. Jesus is giving this, this example of what would have been very modern in those times, vines and branches, sort of been super relevant in ancient Israel. For today's understanding, it probably would be easier for us to talk a little bit about trees. Put a five in chat if you've ever seen a tree. Come on, somebody. <laughs> like everybody in this chat has at least seen one tree. You probably got one in your backyard. I got a few as well. If you play RootScape, Maple trees are the most beautiful trees in all the game. I like to cut the magic trees. Neither I'm woodcutting, literally about to get that, no lie. But here's the deal. Jesus is talking about this analogy of the vine, the tree, and the branch. And you can see this image right here, this absolutely breathtaking tree. 
It's actually about to be fall, and my wife and I, we grew up in Massachusetts and New England, where trees really do actually end up looking like that, and it's, it's, it's breathtaking. And we look at this beautiful tree, this beautiful tree, and all the leaves and the changing color, it's absolutely breathtaking. And what Jesus is really helping us to understand in this passage is that Jesus is the tree, and you and I are the branch, the branch. Now, the, the unique part of not only this analogy, but the, the beautiful position that God has entrusted to you and I is that when people look at that tree, like, I'll be honest, like, no one is actually super pumped about, like, like the bark. Like, no one is really pumped about the roots. No one is pumped about the rest of the tree. Really, all that people care about is what is coming off the tree. The fruit for an apple tree. An apple for an apple tree the leaves for that image you just saw on the screen. And it's actually, it's breathtaking. It's absolutely breathtaking. We'll, we'll go back to the, the tree in just one second. But when you look at this tree, the, the crazy part is, is that God is explaining to us in this passage that you see the tiny, tiny little part that is holding up the leaf. It's like, it's like a little branch like this big. Jesus is describing that that is you and I. And the rest of the tree is God. And when you begin to understand this truth, you understand that the branch isn't giving life to the rest of the tree. The tree is giving life to the branch. And here's the beautiful part. Is that really the part that gets to hold what the tree produces? The part that gets to be right next to what is created by the tree is actually the branch. Is actually the branch. And that God has entrusted you and I to be a part of his process of creating beauty, creating miracles and life into this world. But if we truly, truly want to understand our role in the great kingdom of God as human beings, it is imperative not only to understand this analogy, but to understand John 15. So what I want to do now that we've got a, a kind of a foundation to kind of break down what Jesus is describing here, the vine, the tree, and the branch, let's dive in back to verse number one. We want to break this down little by little. Jesus, just like we went over the analogy, he is describing, I am the true vine. In today's modern word, a little bit easier to understand, I am the tree. And, she, and he says, my father being God is the gardener the one that would come and prune and take care of. That's God. But then look what he says next. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, remember you and I are those branches, he removes and he prunes every branch that produces fruit. So it will produce more fruit. We've broken down the tree, we've broken down the branch. Let's talk a little bit about the fruit. Really, this fruit can have multiple meanings when Jesus is talking here. One of those things can be the actions that we do. They can be the good things that you and I go out and do in the world. If you're helping people, if you're being kind, you're going out and accomplishing things for God, that can be fruit. What does an apple tree create? It creates apples. The tree produces apples. But another way that we can understand this word fruit is what the Bible teaches that's called the fruit of the Spirit. This can be found in Galatians 5. I want to encourage you, that's a, that's a great chapter in the Bible, the book of Galatians, chapter 5, where really describes what the fruit of the Spirit is. 
But some of those examples are things like gentleness, peace, joy. And so those words are almost interchangeable in, in this verse. And so when you begin to read this verse, I'll be honest, at first glance, it's a bit challenging. Because let's go ahead and let's interchange some of these words with what we've described them to be. We talked about the branch being you and I. We've talked about the vine, the tree being God. And we've talked about the fruit as our accomplishments or the fruit of the spirit. Let's go ahead and replace the word fruit with the word peace. And it might cause you to scratch your head a little bit. Let's replace the word branch with Christian. Every Christian in me that does not have joy, he removes. And at first glance, you read that. Other translations, instead of the word remove, might use the word cut off. Let's read it again. Every Christian in me that does not have joy, he cuts off. Every Christian in me that does not have peace, he cuts off. And I'll be honest, as a follower of Jesus, you are going to run into these verses where you're going to be like, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I, how I feel about that one. I don't know how I feel about that one. And there are going to be moments where your faith is going to be challenged. Your faith is going to be tested. Where there are going to be moments where at times we are going to have to embrace that the Bible is the holy written word of God and that I'm going to surrender and submit to the authority that God has written. But there are also times where with a bit more study, you might get a bit more understanding. Now, I'd be very careful here because we can start to get down what could be a dangerous road when you start running into parts in the Bible that are challenging and you start trying to find answers that make you feel a little bit better about what it says. Because that can lead us down a, a very dangerous road to where now we've gotten the Bible to say what we want it to say. But if you understand true biblical study, understanding that the Bible was not written in English, but actually parts of the Bible were written in Hebrew, Aramaic, and especially the New Testament, this passage actually written in the language of Greek, what we can do is we can go back and we can study different words that were used originally when the Bible was written and how those could be translated in today's world. And after much study, you'd begin to find that the word Edo is used to describe this word removed or cut off. A-I-R-O, it's a Greek word. And actually the most accurate translation of this word can be used as remove, can be used as cut off, but actually the most accurate translation is actually lift up. You see, back in the days of ancient Israel, I told you Jesus is talking about vines because that was relevant to what they would have been used to back in those days. Jesus, literally the timeline of him preaching here is in the season of spring where vines are beginning to spring up their fruit and everything that they're producing. And people are very familiar with this terminology and what they would actually do, a vine dresser, those who took care of the vines, what they did when there was a part of the vine that wasn't producing much fruit, they wouldn't actually cut it off. That would have been foreign to them. They wouldn't actually just remove the whole thing. That would not have been their first choice. So any vine dresser listening to this and just hearing, if it doesn't produce fruit, we just cut it off. Be like, Jesus, I don't know if you know how to vine dress, brother. <laughs> because that's not actually, that's not our first call of action. That's not the first thing we go to. The first thing that vine dressers would do is they would they would find the parts of the vine that would be touching the ground or, or, or maybe 
hidden behind other parts of the vine. And they would be, for those reasons, most likely covered by shade. If they were touching the ground, they were most likely being covered by other parts of the vine. And if they were kind of maybe further back, covered by other vines, they would be in the shade. They wouldn't be getting much sunlight. So they wouldn't be producing much fruit. So what the vine dresser would do is he would take that part of the vine and he would lift it up. He would take it off the ground or he would maybe remove it to the front. Why? So that it could get more light. So that it could produce more fruit. It's so important to really understand this principle. And man, if you're, if you're a Christian in your life, then you're, you're lacking joy. Jesus is not just ready to cut you off. He actually wants to give you special treatment. He actually wants to give you a, a, a little more attention to say, you know what? This person is hurting. This person is struggling. I'm actually going to lift them up and bring them into the light of the sun. And I'm going to continue to pour out my love, my grace, and my mercy. There might be times where branches are removed. We're going to get down to that later in the passage. But right here, because we're not producing fruit, it's not a reason for Jesus to cut you off. You might be here as a follower of Jesus, and you're trying to connect with God. But man, you're hurting. And other religions, and many people might, might make you want to feel that if you're, man, if you're not doing it right, God's just going to cut you off. Actually, really, he wants to lift you into the sun. He wants to say, in, in, in your darkest moments of shade, I want to bestow upon you my goodness and my, and my love so that we can put you in the sun so that you can produce more fruit, so that you can begin on a journey to experience the fruit of the Spirit, kindness, joy, peace, gentleness, so you can go out and serve and do great things. But can I tell you, if you're here and you're struggling and hurting and trying to connect with God, the first thing you need to understand is it's not actually done by your effort. You see what happens with this branch is that the branch can't lift itself off the ground. The branch can't move itself to the front. And what you're going to hear is a consistent theme throughout this passage is that in today's world, especially in westernized civilization, that if you want to accomplish anything in life, or if you want to connect with God, what's our first thought? Well, I just got to do more. Man, I've just been really hurt. I just got to pick myself up. No. <laughs> Truly connecting with God is understanding that, no, my friend, he is the one who picks you up. He is the one who lifts you up out of the shade. He is the one who takes you for the back to put you in the front so you can receive of his goodness. So much of our mindset and so much of mine for years and years is that if I want to connect with Jesus, I just need to do more. I need to be more. I need to put in more effort. But here we see the principle of the vine dresser saying, no, 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 no. I will lift you up. Really, in order to truly connect with God, it's not about putting in more effort. It's simply about divine participation and saying, God, I, I'm willing and desiring to connect with God. Will you teach me how? Will, will, will you show me how? It's not about doing more. It's not about producing more. It's about saying, Jesus, will you, will you lift me up? 
I've been in the shade, I've been in the darkness. Will you, will you lift me so that I might produce more fruit and connect more with you? Reading on, it says, and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it'll produce more fruit. If you don't understand the principle of gardening and vine dressing, when you go to verse two and it says, well, if there is a branch that is producing fruit, why, like why? You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> like why, why would we mess with this if it's working just fine? But the principle that Jesus is teaching us is first two things. One, that there is always room for us to grow, always room for us to mature and always room for us to discover more of God but two, understanding the pruning is understanding that I do need, verse one said, God is the gardener. I do need the gardener to come in and prune me. Meaning, again, his work, my participation. I'm willing to be pruned, but he does the pruning. There's a choice on my part where I got to surrender and say, God, I want, I want to connect with you. I want to serve you and know you and, and to be loved by you, but also to love you. But I need you, you to do the lifting, you to do the pruning. If you haven't caught on, it's so much more about what God does for us and through us than it is about what we do for God. And for years did I get it wrong. But as I begin to understand the principle of connecting with God, it's really just about surrendering and letting God connect with you. It's not about our effort, not about our energy, not about our skills, not about our experience. It's about our willingness to just say, God, I, I, I surrender. I want, I, I want to connect with you. Will, you. will you lift me? Will you prune me? Going down to verse number three, he says, you are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Here, Jesus is actually referencing, we're reading John 15. He's referencing to John 13, literally what it would have been in real time earlier that same evening. He's having a conversation with his friends, his disciples, the people that were following Jesus while he was here on the earth. And Jesus is washing their feet. Maybe you know the story, great one. I want to encourage you to go read it. And Jesus in that story is again using this terminology that you are clean because of what I am doing and will do for you. I've spoken over you that those of us who have made a decision to follow Jesus, that we are clean. We are, we are new. One of the ways that we connect with God is first, again, to just submit to what he says about us rather than what others say about us or what even what you might say about yourself. If you're struggling to truly connect with God, what might be getting in your way is a lie of how you think about who God says you are. So many of us walk around, and I've done this in my life too, walking around with, with shame and guilt and allowing that to label us when Jesus actually says, no, 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 friend, you're clean. New. For those who have given their lives to follow Jesus, the Bible says that the, the old goes away, the wrong we've done. We have attained forgiveness of our sin and that is gone and the new has come. And I, as a way to connect with God, need to stop embracing and labeling what others say about me, what I might say about myself, because it's getting in the way. It's a barrier. But to truly connect with God, again, is just the participation. God, I'm just actually going to accept what you said about me. I'm clean. I'm forgiven. 
I'm new. I am loved. I'm not doing more work to try and get clean. I've accepted that I am clean because of what Jesus has spoken and done for you and for me. It's, it's this idea of a, of a finished work versus an ongoing process. This is so, so important to understand and this idea of truly connecting with God, because again, accepting Jesus as your savior is like accepting that he's on your friends list. That, fr that friend request came in, I hit accept, and then that was kind of it. That was just kind of it. We haven't connected, haven't played, haven't been on a Discord call forever, but, but this ongoing process of growing in our faith, maturing in our faith, some people might understand it as the word sanctification. It's a big Bible word just to mean the process of growing and becoming more like Jesus. And I love the way this is laid out here because when Jesus is saying you're clean, what he is saying is you have been saved. You have been forgiven of your sin. You have been, another big Bible word to be justified, meaning in a court of law, justice was served because Jesus went and died for our sins. And now the the judgment is in. You have been forgiven. You were guilty, but now you are innocent. You have a whole new position, clean. And I love the way this is so poetically laid out because we just learned about two verses about pruning, about growing, about maturing. And what Jesus then just kind of slaps in the middle is almost a reminder hey, let's not get caught up so much in the fact of your participation of doing. Let me just give you a quick little interim reminder that it's already been done. We're going to get back to talking about what you need to do, but I just want to insert a reminder here that before you even do, it's already been done for you. You already are clean. Jesus in verse one and two are like, hey, the branch, the branch, the dew, produce fruit. Let's talk about fruit. But let me just insert a reminder because I know that as soon as humans start talking about their own effort, we just get obsessed and we got to do more and work more. So Jesus is like, let me just intermission real quick. By the way, you're clean. By the way, you're already forgiven. We're talking about effort and fruit, but now I just want to remind you it's already been done for you. Jesus is continuing to reinforce a mindset of what he has done for you and that your involvement is simply the divine participation. Participation. I'm going to receive all that God does for me. God's the tree, I'm the branch. He died on the tree to save me of my sin. I'm clean, forgiven. His work, my participation. Over and over and over and over again. Even when Jesus is talking about the ongoing process of growing, maturing, and producing fruit, he sends us another reminder. Even in the midst of that, don't just talk about doing. Remember, it's already been done for you. Verse number four, he says, remain in me and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce by itself unless it remains on the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. Here we see Jesus overemphasizing this idea of, of in me. This divine connection that God wants to have with you and I in humanity. He's showing here that one, there, there is a choice to be made by the believer. There is a choice that you and I have every day 
not even just one time, but every day to engage in, in mutual connection with God by spending time and in, in, in talking to him and praying. That's why every day on the God Squad Church channel, there's, there's an 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. prayer where I'll be honest, it's really just the graphic and background music. Why? Because the goal is simply just to be a space and a reminder that, hey, the most important thing that you and I will do today is actually just be a child of God and to just connect with him. I, I cannot overstress how much has changed my life, just the daily habit of just talking to Jesus. Doesn't have to be a certain way. Doesn't have to be a certain amount of time. Just going to him, talking with him, reading the Bible, understanding that it's more than just a, a page of black and white letters. It, it, it's alive. And I, I hope that literally in today's message, you're beginning to see like, wow, this, uh, there's so much to get out of. We've, we're only four verses in. <laughs> like, like there's so much to grasp of what God wants to do in our hearts and lives. But he, he wants us to continuously choose to remain, remain. Remain, remain in me. Because many of us, what we've done is we maybe heard a sermon or a friend of you, or maybe you watched one of our streams and you heard about Jesus' desire to forgive of sin and have a relationship with you. And you, you saw the friend request pop up on your friends list and you, you decided to hit accept. But he's on your friends list, but you haven't connected in a while. And Jesus reinforcing, he says it twice in that verse, says, remain in me, not just next to me, but this, this, this beautiful relationship that the, that the spirit of God, that, that Jesus, the Bible says that when we accept him into our hearts, he is living inside of us, that there is this mutual desire to, to be together, to learn and to grow from God, this divine connection that we can have with God by, by engaging intentionally in friendship and relationship with God. I tell you, even for me, so many times in my life, I let myself get so busy that my, my time of talking with God and actually being with Jesus was, was overlooked. So many of us, are, our schedules are so busy that, that Jesus is on our friends list, but man, we don't, you know, we haven't really played together in a while. And we haven't really hopped on a call together in a while. Man, we haven't really, haven't really been connecting. And here in this verse, Jesus first describing to us the importance of remaining connected with him. But then let's put it back up. He says, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself, neither can you unless you remain in me. He's talking about really our ability, our ability to produce fruit, which again can be understood as the fruit of the spirit, which means the joy, gentleness, kindness, patience, or even the good things that we want to do in the world, the actions, the, the productivity that we have. Jesus is saying, you cannot produce that unless you remain in me. Now, here's one of the reasons Jesus is saying that to the people he's speaking to back then, but I believe also speaking to us, is Jesus understands that the people that he's speaking to in these ancient times of Israel, they're familiar with the principle of, you know, Israel being the chosen place of God and, and Jews being the chosen people of God. And oftentimes what would happen in these days is people would just think that they were good simply by association. 
oh, well, I was born in a certain place or I was born in a certain group of people. So I, I guess I'm connected with God just by association. And, and I think in today's world, we can really carry that same principle. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah you know, well, I watched some Christian streams and maybe I grew up in church or maybe I, maybe I go to church. But, you know, just because I'm associated with these things, I'm, I'm connected with God. But what Jesus is repeating twice to overemphasize, it's not about where you're from or it's not about what people you know. It's about being connected with Jesus. It's about being connected to the vine. Literally, to feel that you are a branch connected to the vine simply by association is almost to say, well, yeah, I'm connected to the tree because I'm standing next to it looking at it. Yeah, and me, me and the tree, we've, we've got a close, intimate relationship because I'm standing looking at it. You're looking from a distance. Jesus wants to be connected. Many of us are staying from a distance. Many of us have Jesus on our friends list, but we, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't talked to him in a while. We haven't, we haven't connected. Can I tell you, Jesus wants to connect with you. Maybe some of you are, are struggling to produce fruit. Maybe, maybe you're struggling to be like, man, I just, I'm just such an impatient person. I'm really trying to work on it, but I just, I feel like I'm just, I'm always losing this battle. Maybe, maybe you're over trying to overcome addiction. Maybe you are trying to be a more kind person, but I'm trying to do all this stuff, but I just, man, I keep coming up short. Maybe it's because we're not truly connecting with Jesus. Because apart from him, it says we can, we can do nothing. Can I tell you something? The addiction you're fighting, can I be honest with you? And for me, we're not strong enough to fight it on our own. Trying to overcome our issues of anger. We're, we're not strong enough to overcome it on our own. But when we stay connected with Jesus regularly, daily, then we can produce fruit. Then we can turn our sadness into gladness. Then we can turn our rudeness into kindness. Then we can overcome addiction by the power of the Holy Spirit because we, we're connected to the vine. We're a branch that is connected. Moving on to verse number five, Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. And the one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. He re-emphasizes this principle. He re-emphasizes that when the, when the branch is disconnected from the tree, you want to know what it is? We got a graphic to show you. It's a stick on the ground. This has been so helpful for me, especially if you heard my message about biblical meditation a little while back about the principle of visualizing scripture to help you understand it and really connect it with you. After studying so much of this passage and I still have so much to learn, it's almost impossible for me to walk by a tree and not think about this story. And honestly, what I do and I did it this morning, and oftentimes when I go for my prayer walks in the morning, I'll stop by a tree and, I, and I'll, I'll look at the branch as just a reminder my only job is just to stay connected to the tree. But if I disconnect, if I, if I fall away, if I am not engaging daily in my relationship with Jesus, I'm just a stick on the ground. I've been, I've been disconnected from my power source. I've, I've, I've been disconnected from God. It, and many of us, we're not connecting with Jesus on a regular basis. 
by talking with him, reading his word, sharing our heart with him, thinking about his scripture. And so we're, we're, we're a stick on the ground wondering why our marriage is falling apart. We're a stick on the ground wondering why we can't overcome this addiction. I, I think many people of us are, are wondering, why can't I get through what I'm facing? And my first question would be, are you a stick on the ground? Or are you a branch connected to the vine that is producing fruit? And really our only involvement here is just the divine participation. It's not about being a branch and, and thinking hard enough that an apple just suddenly grows. All the branch needs to do to make that fruit grow is stay attached to the tree. That's it. Stay attached to the tree. But most of us were like a stick on the ground and we think that our solution is I just got to do, 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 do more. No, no, the answer is just get back and stay connected to the tree. It's not about more human effort. It's not about doing. I've learned it's about being and being connected to the vine. If we want to do things on this earth that are of everlasting eternal value, we got to stay connected to the power source. We got to be interacting with God daily on a regular basis, pouring out our soul to him, our frustrations, our hurt, whatever it might be, staying connected to Jesus. And when you do, your life will produce fruit. You will begin to change. You will begin to experience the kindness the gentleness, the patience. You will begin to produce fruit in your actions. People will begin to notice. Man, what's so different about you? Yeah, I've just been staying connected to the tree. No, you may, man, man, you've been accomplishing so much, man. You just, you must be on the grind. No, I just actually been connected to the tree. You know, for many years of my life, I was working way too much. Doing, doing, doing way too much. And honestly, working so much affected my relationship with God. It just literally was not enough hours in the day. And I prioritized the wrong things. Not prioritizing God, not prioritizing my family. It was stuck in the westernized culture that really celebrates the grind. The grind, just gotta do more. Man, you wanna accomplish your dreams, you just gotta do more. But you know what, understanding these principles of how to truly connect with God and rely on him, not on myself, really doing my best to do things different. And so right now, right now I'm actually moving almost all of my content over on Kick, you guys can come follow, kick.com slash choosy live. And, and I'm, I'm choosing to do things different. Right now, honestly, I'm really looking to become one of what could be 50 content creators to get signed with a contract deal with Kick. I mean, this would be revolutionary for the gospel. There, there, is, there has never been a gospel sharing content creator to get signed to a gaming live stream platform. It's never happened. It's never happened. And I'll be honest, I would really love to get it. Help me and my family. Be the first financial consistent income I've had in almost a decade. I wouldn't mind that. And, and I, I really want it. And I am working hard towards it. But you know what? I'm not going to grind my face off to get it. But because I'm lazy. Not because I'm irresponsible. I'm getting up early. When that 5.30 comes around, I'm, I'm trying to trying to end that stream so I can cook dinner, be with my wife. And understand the principle that even while I rest, he works. And I want to do a different, and, and, and my prayer is this, I don't know if I'm going to get that contract. It's not in my control. But really, really what I want to do is, is I want to, I want to, I want to go after this contract in a way that if I get it, 
people will know that it was God. Man, Susie, why aren't you putting in like 24-hour streams, bro? But yeah, because God's in control. Susie, man, you're streaming six days a week. Why aren't you streaming like seven day and night, bro? I thought, I thought you wanted it, bro. You know what I want more? To be connected to the vine. To be connected to the vine. And I want to go after this contract, if I get it, in a way that when I get it, people would be like, dude, these other people were grinding their faces off. And you were putting in like a healthy amount of work. How did you get it and not them? I was connected to the vine. I understood that it was just my divine participation, that he's the one who's producing fruit. That if that green leaf, come on somebody, that kick contract comes my way, then you know what my role was? I was just the branch. But the tree is what makes the fruit grow. I want people to literally be able to see. I want, especially those that watch my stream that might not believe in God, I'm like, yo, this was literally a miracle. Like, this dude's numbers were like barely there. He didn't put any. How did this, how did this happen? It's connected to the vine. And I really believe that if I go back to my old ways of trusting in myself and working all the time, I won't get it. But my hope is to stay connected. Stay connected. So that if it does happen, everybody will know. It was God who did it. It was God who did it. And he gets the credit for it. Winding down as we read some of the last few verses. This is the last one that I really want to, really want to dive deep into. This is verse number six. Again, still the words of Jesus. He says, if anyone, we're going to come back to that. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Let's see that on the screen for a little bit. We notice first that Jesus is changing the subject and who he is speaking to. We saw up until now, Jesus is speaking to the branch, metaphorically being those who would consider themselves to be a follower of Jesus. We've decided to be connected to God. There are also followers of Jesus who have decided to follow him, but we've been disconnected through our lack of desire or choice to intentionally participate in our daily communication interaction with God. But then Jesus starts talking to if anyone, meaning all of humanity, those who follow Jesus, those who do not follow Jesus. And he says, if anyone does not remain in me, Christian, non-Christian, the outcome to anyone who does not stay connected to me, look what he says, you will wither. You will wither. Jesus is the tree, the source of power and life and goodness and joy. He says, if, I want you to accept my invitation to be connected to the vine. But if you choose to be the stick on the ground, do you know what happens to the stick on the ground over time? It withers. It loses its life, little by little. And the reality is that you can be a Christian and wither. You can have accepted Jesus on your friends list. You prayed a prayer and you truly repented of your sins, but you've been disconnected from the vine. And whether people are here and they're following Jesus we're not following Jesus. I believe with all my heart that if we are withering because we're disconnected from the vine, 
so many people, so many people are hurting. And let me be clear, following Jesus does not mean you will never experience pain again. But it means rather than simply withering away while the life is sucked from you, even when we suffer, we can smile. Even when we suffer, we can have hope and an underlying sense of joy and hope that God is with me, that God is for me. He's not against me. I've seen friends. We've seen Pastor A.J. Valdez and his family go through one of the worst tragedies a human can experience, the miscarriage of a child. But we see A.J. and his wife today. And, and shortly after, while they grieved, they were grieving, but they weren't withering. Why? Because they were connected to the vine connected to the vine. One of the reasons I stream on the internet and share my faith with so many people is because I believe, even though many people might not, when people tell me, man, I'm going through some stuff and I feel like my life's falling apart, what they're saying is I'm withering. And my first question is, are you connected to the vine? Are you interacting and engaging in a relationship with Jesus? If anyone is disconnected from the vine, he will wither. Well, let's put that verse back up because then look at the second half. This is Jesus talking about anyone and talking about himself, that if anyone doesn't remain in me, he's thrown aside and a branch, he withers. And like a branch, he withers. And then he says, they gather them, throw them in the fire and they are burned. So Jesus is talking about you and me. Then he's talking about him. And then he's talking about they. Well, who's they? <laughs> Many people read this passage and they're like, hey, if you don't stay connected, Jesus is going to throw you in the fire. But look at the wordage here. Jesus says, if you don't remain in me, you are thrown aside and you will be a branch that withers. You've chosen to disconnect. And then a they gathers them. Jesus didn't say, I gather them and throw them in the fire. He says, he says they. Who's, who's they? If you read the NIV, You'll read the translation that says, then they are picked up and thrown into the fire. And what Jesus is communicating here is twofold. Is that one, if we're disconnected from Jesus, we will wither and we will experience on a deeper level the fires of life, the suffering of life, the hardship of life. The NIV alludes to this terminology that, that they will come and, and pick up these sticks and throw them in the fire. I picture just the centerpiece of this vision where there's just a beautiful tree and on of it and attached to it are all the branches that represent you and I. And, and, and on the ground, there are tons of sticks representing those who have chosen to disconnect from the tree. And the truth is that whether it's people in our lives, whether it's the sufferings of this world, or whether it is the devil himself and his demons who are real. I believe there is a spiritual force. The Bible says fighting against you and I. You know what the devil and his demons are doing? They're walking around that tree. They're looking up at the tree and they're saying, you know what? Every now and then I, I will pull at the branches connected to the tree. I will try to harm those who are connected. But you know what? For the most part, I've, re I've pulled on enough branches to realize like, dude, those things are in there, bro. They are protected by the tree. Not so easy to disconnect.
But you know what I'll do is I'll walk around the tree and all the little sticks that I see on the ground, she's going to pick you up. She's going to pick you up. She's going to throw you in that fire. Come on, all these, these withering sticks that have no life disconnected. I'm just going to come here. I'm just going to pick you up off the ground and I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw you in some fire. You become nothing but, but firewood that the devil wants to use for his bonfire because we've disconnected from the vine all while Jesus is looking down from the tree saying, all you need to do is stay connected to the vine. All you need to do, I want to rescue you. Stay connected to the vine. But there is an eternal implication being communicated here that yes, God loves every single person. And God desires for you and I to spend eternity in heaven connected to the vine. But you and I also have the choice. Will I stay connected or disconnected from the vine? And the reality is that when this imagery of gather them and they're thrown into the fire is both the fires of life, but also the fires of eternity. And what you and I need to understand is that eternity is real. And that Jesus is looking down with an extended hand to rescue you from your sin, to rescue you from all the wrongdoing that you and I've done and to say, come with me, I'll be connected to the tree. I will give you new life. But really the choice of this entire passage is do you want to stay connected to the tree? Here's what life is like when you are connected. But here's what it's like when you're not. But oftentimes when we're disconnected from the tree, it was not the choice of God. It was ours. It's as if Jesus, the tree, looking at the sticks of the ground saying, come up to me, I will protect you from the thief who comes to pick up the sticks and throw into the fire. It's as if Jesus is looking down at humanity seeing the devil trying to pull people into hell and Jesus extends a hand, grab my hand, my child. Now I'd rather be disconnected. I, I, I want to refuse the rescue. I, I, I'd rather be disconnected. Can I, can I come to you as a friend who loves you to plead with you? It has to be your choice. Accept the rescue. Eternity is real. Jesus is real. And he extends his hand to you of rescue. But all that that rescue is, it's not you doing more work to receive the forgiveness of God. The theme that Jesus wants to communicate through this whole passage, how to truly connect with God, is simply to participate in what he has already done for you. It's not about producing fruit and working your way up to this standard so that I can be forgiven by God. No, no, no. It's just about saying, yes, I will grab the hand of God that is extended to me. I will receive the fruit of God that has been given to me. I will participate. But this entire passage, really is about that you and I can have as much of God as we want. We can be connected or disconnected. And Jesus gave his life on the cross 
died for our sins so that you and I could be forgiven, so that we could be forgiven. He extended his hand to say, I will rescue you, my child. He rose from the grave three days later, showcasing that he is God, showcasing that he is the source, that he has the power to resurrect from the grave, showcasing that if you and I will stay connected to him, we can be forgiven. And friends, to receive the forgiveness of eternal life, simply to participate in what he already did for you. It's not about the doing, it's about the being. Quickly wrapping up with the last few verses, verse number seven. He says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. This does not mean that God is our genie because look what he says, if my words remain in you, if the teachings of God remain in you, and if you understand the overarching theme of the teaching of God is that the things that over time that we want end up being what God wants. And so we end up asking God to give us what he actually already wants to give us. Verse number eight, he says, my father is glorified by this, that you would produce much fruit. Not just that you would produce much action, but again, fruit of the spirit being interchangeable with peace, joy, it is God's desire, and he is glorified when you have much peace, when you have much joy, and that you prove to be my disciples. Does your life prove that you're a disciple? Does your life prove that you are a follower of Jesus? And if the answer is no, I might ask you, are you connected to the vine? Because can I tell you this, when we are truly connected to the vine, it is impossible for us to not change. Impossible for you and I to stay the same. From the inside out, the goodness of God will begin to illuminate in every area of our lives. Our behavior changes, the way we think changes, what we believe changes. We become more like Jesus and that is the fruit. Change, not action. What changes is my being, not just my doing. I change from the inside out. Verse nine, as the father has loved me, I have also loved you, remain in my love. And if you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. And then he says this, I have told you these things so that my joy maybe in you. What is the joy? It's a fruit of the spirit. If you stay connected to the vine, you get to enjoy the fruit. He says, why have I told you to participate and connect with me? Why? So that you might have joy and that your joy may be complete. Friends, as you and I stay connected to God, we get to benefit of the fruit. And so my question is this, have you stayed connected to the vine? Have you taken the time of your life to talk with Jesus, to connect with him, to receive the invitation for salvation, to accept a relationship with God? And then every day, not just accept the friend request and then not play for years to come, but to remain connected with Jesus every day.
through ongoing, real, authentic conversation, relationship, reading his word. Because if you do, it won't be perfect, but you will get to enjoy of the fruit when you learn to truly connect with God. Let me pray for you. God, we thank you so much. That is just not all up to us. We thank you, God, that we just don't have to do more. Because I don't know, but maybe some of us, God, hears, and sometimes this is me. Sometimes, God, we just don't feel like we have anything left to give. So if it was about giving and doing more, God, we'd just be in big trouble. But thank you that, Lord, this passage teaches us to receive what you do for us. And so, Holy Spirit, I just pray for every single one of us. May we stay connected to the vine. May we stay connected to the vine, to talk with Jesus, to connect with Jesus. And as we do, we will receive your fruit, your joy, your peace. But may we remember that the true prize is not more action. And the true prize isn't even more peace. The true prize is having more Jesus. So God, I pray that you strengthen and bless every person here. And may we truly connect with you every single day. In Jesus' name, amen. Are you connected to the vine? A great question that I think every single Christian <laughs> needs to ask themselves. And honestly, everybody needs to ask themselves. And so, uh, Susie, thank you so much for uh, an, an amazing message. Um, I hope that you guys were able to gather something that, from that today. Um, I think that at times in our lives, we definitely aren't connected. I think that all Christians at some point in time in their life, they can recognize that they are not connected to the vine. We're not connected to God the way that we need to be. And I think one of the challenges for me and one of the things that I think we we all uh, think of at times is that we need to do something specific to make us accepted by God. We need to do something to help us to be clean. We need to do, but really what Susie was just talking about, there's nothing that we can do to make us more righteous. There's nothing that I can do to make myself better. Like I am already clean because of God, because of Jesus, because he sent his son, Jesus Christ. And you just heard the gospel. You just heard the entire gospel. And like Susie was saying, all I need to do is accept that friend request, right? You believe that Jesus is real, but have you accepted him as your Lord and savior? Have you accepted him? that he is real, that he is true, that he came, that he died on the cross for you, and that he rose from the dead. And maybe you made that decision today. You know, there's no special prayer that you need to say or anything like that. Sometimes we do help people or lead them through a, a prayer that helps people to, to, to kind of connect and be able to get and be able to get that kickstart. But you don't need to do that. You can have accepted him right now in this very moment. And I want you to know, if you just listened to the gospel today and you just heard this message and you accepted Jesus Christ for the first time, we want to congratulate you. We want to celebrate with you as well. Maybe you're somebody who you've been kind of going off to the side lately. You haven't been connected to the vine. You realize you were just that stick on the ground. We saw this metaphor. You've been, you've been disconnected completely. 
but maybe today was the day where you said, you know what, no longer am I going to be disconnected. I'm going to rededicate my life to the Lord. Hey, we want to celebrate with you as well. We want to congratulate you. So if you made a first time commitment today, or if you rededicate your life, first of all, can we put some, can we put some hype in the chat for those people that are doing that? And Hey, maybe you want to let us know right now in the chat that I made a decision today. I made a decision that I'm no longer going to be just a stick in the ground. I'm not going to be disconnected from the vine anymore. I made a decision to follow Jesus and he is now that I am going to be connected with the vine. If you made that decision today, hey, let us know. Like I said, I would love to be able to see that. Uh, and I know that everybody else in the chat would love to be able to see that as well. If you did make that decision today, what I would ask you to do, if somebody can type exclamation point connect in the chat, what I would ask you to do is to click on, click on the link that comes up. The reason why we ask you to do this and to fill out that form with as much information as you feel comfortable giving is because we want to be able to be on this journey with you. This is not just a one-time thing, made the decision and that's it. It's not just like, okay, now I'm done. Now I'm going to take my hands off and, and, and that's it. That's all I need to do. No, no, no. This is a journey. It's a brand new journey. And it's something where you want to continue. We, we just talked about remaining connected to the vine, remaining connected, being lifted up, right? And so if you, if you just made that decision, you might have a lot of questions and we would love to be able to connect with you and be able to walk on that journey with you. Hey, where do I start reading the Bible? How do I pray? What is baptism? Uh, you guys are talking about being connected to a church and I hear about something called the XP path, which I'm actually going to talk about in just a little bit. Hey, if you want to get connected and you want, you have some questions, we would like to connect with you. And so fill out that form that, uh, that came up in that link so we can connect with you, be able to answer those questions and to be able to walk on that journey with you. But once again, we want to congratulate you and once again, celebrate with you that you just made the most important decision that you could ever make in your entire life. And right now, we're guys, we're going to go into a time of, of um, offering and giving. And hey, I want you to know, if this is your first time here, we don't want anything from you. We want everything for you. But if you do call God Squad Church your home church, this is where you receive. This is where you've been edified. Maybe this is also where you where you give your talents as well. Uh, we do believe in, in giving. We do believe in what the Word of God says about giving, right? And we under and what, what it talks about, about giving of your first fruits. We believe that. Uh, giving our, our finances is actually a form of worship. A lot of people say, I don't understand how it's a form of worship, but I believe it's a form of worship and it's a form of faith as well, right? We're giving up our finances, something that we hold on to, something that, you know, we, something that God has freely given to us through our work and through our earnings, right? And then he says, you know, give, give, give a little bit back. It's a little, it, it can be a test of your faith, right? I know for me, it's a test of my faith a lot of times. Me and my wife, we get on our hands and knees and we say, God, what is it that you want us to give? He gives us a number and I want you to know it's always a sacrifice. <laughs> it's always a sacrificial giving. It's sometimes painful as well. And so, it, like I said, if you call God Squad Church your home church, or maybe you feel that you've been here today, maybe it is your first time, maybe you've only been here a few times, you feel like God is pressing on your heart as well to give so we can continue doing what we do here at God Squad Church to continue to bring the gospel to gamers all over the world, to continue to do the conventions that we have, to continue to be able to do what we do with this small groups in our Discord every single week, all the things that happen here is because of your faithfulness and your giving that we're able to do these things. 
And I want you to know there's multiple safe and secure ways that you can give to God Squad Church. If somebody wants to type exclamation point give in the chat, there's going to be multiple things that come up there. One of the ways that you can give is you can go down into the panels below and click on the give link. Uh, that's a way to give through PayPal. You can also go to our website at godsquadchurch.com slash give. And that's a way that you can do recurring weekly, recurring, recurring uh, monthly, or even a one-time donation. And then finally, you can also use text to give if you're a U.S. resident. And all you need to do is text any amount to number 84321. First time that you do it, it's going to go through like a 30 second to a minute process. But then after that, all you need to do once again is just need to type a number and then you text it to 84321. But no matter how you are giving, we thank you so much for your faithfulness and generosity so we can continue connecting with people and giving the gospel of Jesus Christ to gamers all over.